<laughs> All right, start the recording. Let's All get right. this. Let's get Welcome. this over with. Welcome to the very first ever Carolina Bleeds podcast. For I the am third time. One of your two very esteemed, handsome, great smelling, lovely hosts, Coley, and this is my other. All right, guest. I'm Mason, and I have love handles. Me too. And we're joined by. Um, a guest of sorts. Will you introduce yourself, please? Uh, I'm Andy. I'm the one with the hair. Yes, Andy's he has long, flowing, beautiful hair like Fabio. Down to his knees. Andy hasn't right. decided if he wants to join us or not tonight, so he'll just put his input He's gonna in. He's going to put his input whenever in. Whenever he feels there. like. Which is cool. I will. I we will. love it. We're here for it. <laughs> so, uh, I guess uh, a little bit of to expect. Uh, me and Mason are in a band together called Carolina Bleeds. Yes. Who'd have thunk? Uh, who would have Who would have picked the same band name as a podcast name? Uh, whoever thought of that? Us. We're but. supposed to be about uh, local South Carolina music, but yeah. uh, you know, you know, there's not a whole lot going on. Whatever. Right now, I mean, so uh, we'll see what goes, happens. Yeah, just music in general. I like to focus on the local scene too a little bit. Definitely. There's some good music around here, the upstate Islander. You got Black Soul River City Rebels. Riot. Black River Rebels are great. Hundredth uh, is out of Myrtle Beach. Quality Time. Shout out to Quality Time. Quality Time's great. Uh, Vital Wave. Vital Wave's Curfew. a good one. Vital. Carolina Bleeds. I hear, I hear they're the best. I heard Carolina Bleeds is also the best. You know they're actually on tour right now. Yeah, all but, throughout but uh, the they're, they're suburbs of Greenville. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I heard they're on the road with with, uh, with Wonder Years and Hawthorne Heights. Um. I am drinking Maker's Mark tonight, so if I seem a little... I'm sipping on um, you know, a little Red Apple Ale. Andy, That's, what you got, man? I got. I stick to water, dude. I just stick to water. He's sipping ice, nice. Dude. Dirty, brown, spicy what, water. What? Decaf coffee on the rocks, dude. South Kakalaki water, man. From Lake Kiwi. Split two ways. From Lake Kiwi. With a fucking lime, dude. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, what a, what a guy. Um... Uh, We're going to be talking about music news, music reviews, um, deep dives on songs, bands, songs deep dives on to. personal music preferences. And just shooting the shit, having fun, having a good time. Making, drinking. Making you laugh, hopefully. We are all alcoholics here. Among other things, but yes. Oh, I just got a notification on my phone. All of Simpsons Season 32 is now on Disney+. Plus. Nice. Hell yeah. I know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> watching What If. <laughs> So, um, do we want to go ahead and get into our reviews for the week? No, I think we should start with news. News, that's fine, yeah. Do you hear Tom DeLonge um, says masturbation makes you play guitar faster? <laughs> Which is not true. No, there's, <laughs> That cannot there, be true. There is no way that's true, because when I do it, when I masturbate, I like I like to take it nice and slow. Nice and slow? Right? You're I a like slow stroker? I feel it, dude, like... Feel how you can also. Play, you I know, don't know like if anybody guy. noticed or not, but Andy Stryker. is from Boston. I am not from Boston. I mentioned it. Yeah, I am from South Carolina. Yeah, He's Massachusetts. From South, Carolina. <laughs> uh, South Carolina, Massachusetts. I love it. Yeah. Some of the news I have is speaking of Tom DeLonge, uh, Angels and Airwaves have released a new album, uh, Life Forms, September twenty fourth, and it's great front to back. It's wonderful. It's an awesome album. I have not heard it. Cannot wait to see them. Oh. They're going on tour soon with Bad Sons. They might already be on tour by the time this is released. Can't wait to see them. Uh, but yeah, check check that out, Mason. It's a really good... Um, I know you enjoy their music. I'm not a big fan of Tom DeLonge. He kind of weirds me out a little bit. 
anyways, check out that album. It's really good. Uh, more news. Uh, Tom Morello and Bring Me the Horizon released a song that we accidentally listened to like four times just now. It's it okay. I, I enjoyed it. It was all right. Yeah. yeah. Went hard in the paint. I couldn't tell when it point. started and when it ended, but I don't know. That's yeah, it did just kind of sound like one big blob of a song. I was just angry the whole time, so I, I couldn't tell you. That's the, that's the Bring Me the Horizon. Yeah. Uh, Mile at High Club uh, released their first album in four years. I remember them being okay back in the day. Hawthorne Heights released an album September 11th. No, 10th. My bad. Oops. Their new album is fantastic. The rain just follows me. It's wonderful. It's awesome. Uh, Third Eye Blind and Velvet Negroni released a new single that I have not heard yet. I have not heard that. I am interested in hearing that, though. That could Never be very interesting, actually. I know you guys are like 12 years old, but I grew up with Third Eye Blind. I worked. So I, I, <laughs> I used to oh, be yeah. a stagehand, and I did a show for Third Eye Blind once. As so. did I. Yeah. Oh, did you really? Yeah, the Hampton Beach Ball. Uh, I, I, I worked for him at the Volvo Center. In, really? In Charleston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I, I worked for him one night in uh, New, New Hampshire, Hampton Beach Ballroom Casino. Hell yeah! I, I don't know if you because I, I I I met the singer for like two seconds and and we might cut this out but he was kind of an asshole. He is a he is a huge out. fucking dick, dude, right? Dude, it was like it was like dick. it was like ninety five degrees out and this guy came up to me and he was like wearing a white hoodie and long black skinny jeans. Yeah. I'm sure he was like he was he was like don't talk to me and he threw his scarf to the side. Did he really? Like, yeah, and I was like, bro, it's ninety five degrees. How are you gonna throw your scarf at me right so, now? So you must be sweating. So when I met him, so the opening <laughs> band was some band who who gives a shit. Like they were nobody, but like yeah. I guess like they were on the same label or some shit. Whatever they were opening up for Third Eye Blind at the Volvo Center, and the lead singer goes up to the singer of Third Eye Blind and he goes, "Hey, I just want to thank you so much for the opportunity to open up for y'all. This could be our big break. We really appreciate y'all. You didn't have to do this for me." And he goes, "You're right. We didn't have to do this for you." And then he goes to the promoter who. He he used to be the lead singer of Stretch Armstrong. I can't remember the name off of my top off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was talking to him at the time, and the lead singer from Third Eye Blind shows up and goes, "Hey, I don't know who these punk kids are who are opening up for us, but tell them I'm not their dad, and they're not supposed to talk to me." And then just fucked off. Yeah, what a douche. So, for the rest of the show, me and all the stagehands, every time like they would walk by, we would just like put our hands to our face and like look down at the ground so that we didn't make eye contact. Nice. Yeah, fuck <laughs> that guy. He's a douche. But okay, fuck we shouldn't asshole. rag on this band too much because this is all probably going to get cut out. Right, yeah. Also, no, I'm not cutting any of this out. In uh, more news, um, Evanescence and Hailstorm have released dates for their headlining tour, their co-headlining tour. Uh, that could be very interesting. Yeah. I, I'd be interested to go see that show. Alkaline uh, Trio is on tour, going on tour with Bad Religion. And I'm very excited. Cool. I really want to go to that show. I don't know if it's just those two or the opening they have an bands opening have band yet to be some, announced. I forget who they're, I forget their name. I'll, and I feel, I, mean, I apologize to them right now, but they do have an opening band. Because they're, they're listening, for sure. Oh, uh, let's yeah. see. Everybody is, actually. The whole music biz industry yeah. is listening right now. Let's like see. Taylor Swift is sitting in our apartment right Fuck now, like Swift. going like, "Oh my god, yeah. what are they saying? Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. are they going to mention me?" Like, we we came as Romans <laughs> released a new single and Hawthorne they're going Heights. on tour. Yeah, Hawthorne Heights. We already Hawthorne, Hawthorne Heights, Heights. base. No, I mean I was going to say their tour. Hawthorne Heights, Bayside, and Census Fail, and the Bomb Pops are on tour. Oh, the, yeah, they have been on. Their tour is almost over. Oh, almost over. It's in the last two weeks, I believe. 
Um, but uh, me and Mason actually went to one of those shows in Carboro, North Carolina, and it was really good. The Bomb Pops were fantastic. We saw the Bomb Pops in Hawthorne Heights two nights in a row, and they both fucking killed it. Both uh, nights. They're bomb both Pops fantastic. were a very pleasant surprise. I wasn't expecting that. Bayside uh, was really, really good. Since uh, fails, man. Again, I don't like to talk shit about bands and people, but I'm kind of. I'm just. I mean, I'm right just now. giving my opinion. I'm not. But I'm not necessarily fails, talking shit. They were meh. It, they weren't bad. Meh might be too strong. I think awkward is the word I would go for. It was a little awkward. It was very awkward I, yeah. for me, at least. Me too. I would. I'd say the same. Uh, I mean, it's not like they were bad, but it was a little awkward. Like, yeah, they're. Yeah, I would agree. I, maybe I'm just not I mean, into this fail. It's one of those I, things I where like none of the band except for the singer is original. And the singer was... And their bass player looked like Aaron Hernandez. Like, it was... They were all massive jackass dudes, dude. They were... Except for... Okay, except okay the we're going to have to cut some of this The out, drummer was, sure. like, 15, but... but. Okay. I'm trying to think. Any other, uh, Bearings released the deluxe edition of their album that is called... Give me two seconds. Hawthorne Heights deserves Census Fails um, set. Sorry. I'm not going to argue with you. They released the deluxe version of Hello, It's You... Um, Hello, It's You is a fantastic album. I'll probably review it at a later date. Oh, yeah. um, the deluxe edition is basically the same album, but they added like three or four new songs. Um, cannot complain. Any reason to go back and re- re-listen to that album is good enough for me. Bite Wave played a show on Sunday. That was pretty It rad. was awesome. I ran sound, and it was a lot of fun, and I want to be all sound guy. And then For as many shows as I can make. Vital Wave also played it. at Smiley's on yeah. Monday for Open Mic. Uh, they'll be there most Mondays for the rest of eternity. Smiley's is an until acoustic they make it club big. in Greenville for this. So event. you know, everyone come down to Smiley's in Gre- downtown Greenville Monday nights. Come from out of town if you can. Right away, we'll be there. Uh, um, also, I wanted to say, I did v- I did Hawthorne Heights VIP. I uh, met the band. They're all super cool guys. I got JT I to sign to... a shirt for Coley because Coley got thrown I, out of the venue. <laughs> got unfairly kicked out of New Brooklyn Tavern the night before the Carborough show. A story we'll go into at a different date. The later date, yeah. But I met the guys. They were super genuine. They even gave me advice about being in a band and um, songwriting and whatnot. Uh, they're all super humble guys. They're not. They're definitely the opposite of that douchebag y'all were just talking about. Hawthorne uh, Heights has been one of my favorite bands. They are as long as I can remember. Literally, some of the most humble people like ever. I mean, JT looks like Steve from Blues Clues. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, they they've written some of the best emo songs ever and don't even act like it. Like, yeah, know. I mean, Silence in Black and White is probably like if you're if you're ranking emo yeah, albums, dude. like top five for sure in everybody's list. Nikki FM, The Transition, Ohio's for Lovers, everything. Silver, Silver Bullet. Bullet, yeah. Just everything, dude. It's so good. Andy, do you have any thoughts on Hawthorne Heights? No, they no. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I lived in Ohio once. Nice. And I found my heart there. I, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Did you slit your wrist or black your eyes? Yeah, uh, both, both, both. <laughs> like how I'm still alive? I have no idea. <laughs> Awesome man. Sorry, do I we have, have any? Do we do we want to use this to transition to our album reviews for this week? We can do that. Yeah. Okay. Good transition, by the way. Yeah, it was awesome, dude. Yeah. So speaking of Hawthorne Heights, album reviews. You lead the way, Coley. Uh, I am reviewing the Rain Just Follows Me new album by Hawthorne Heights. Came out September 10th. Great from front to back. Every song is good, man. Hold on, let me pull it up so I can just kind of. I'm not gonna go through track by track. I'm just going to highlight some tracks and talk about it a little bit. 
By the way, Hawthorne Heights climbing up to almost a one one point one million monthly listeners. So, oh, here's some news Yo. for you. Here's some news for you. Uh, Hawthorne Heights released a remix of Ohio's for Lovers with Sick Brain. I saw that. I it's a little to weird. It yet. It's not bad. I mean, it's definitely experimental. Um, a lot of people are shitting on it, which is definitely not like a horrible track, but it's not. I mean, it's definitely outside of everyone's comfort zone. I think, which That's is fine. I saw when uh, they did the lo-fi version of, Ho- of That's cool. Ohio's that Flowers. Cool I like it a lot. That whole yeah. album is really good, actually. That's yeah. Pure Noise did all that, I believe. Uh, you got State Champs on there. You got Four Years Strong. See. Um, all right. Some other bands I enjoy that I can't remember off the top of my head. The Rain Just Follows Me. Constant Dread was the very first single that came out. Constant Dread's also a great song. They play it, it so good live, too. It's a fucking great song. It's definitely, in my opinion, the best song on the album. Like it's a um, fucking banger. I disagree. I think the range of I think the title track is the best. Either that or Holy Coast. Holy Coast is a banger. But Constant Dread. I'm still listening. Constant Dread is is a very good song. They play it, they kill it live too. They kill it live. They played it in Carborough when we and and it, in and Brooklyn Tavern. They played it in uh, Columbia as well. Um but they kill it. Absolutely slayed it. They're a really good live band. Uh, that track features Brendan Murphy from the Counterparts, which Counterparts band. is great. They're great touring band. with Silverstein right now, and I can't wait to see them in December. Me too. We're going to that. I yes, forgot. we are. With Can't Swim um, also. Can't Swim. I didn't know great. Counterparts was touring with them. I think. Oh, let me double check that. Okay, no, it's... Can't Swim. It's definitely Can't Swim. And, and Okay, it's Can't Swim in the plot in you, so it's not, okay. it's not Counterparts. Counterparts is very good, though. Yeah, they were very good. Um, the Rain Just Follows Me, the title track. It's awesome. Such a good song. Um, it's got, like, keys in it and shit, which is really cool. Um, Holy Coast, I just brought that one up. Banger of a song. I love the riff. It's uh, very, like, uh, harmonized and shit. I'm a huge fan of that. Um, Tired and Alone, they just released a music video for it. That's a really good song. Thunder in Our Hearts was the third single that was That's released. It. Great song. Banger. I, I think every Banger. song on the album is good. I think it's an extremely solid album. Very good, yeah. Spray Painted Black's really good. That's got Anthony Ranieri in it. From Anthony Ranieri's one of my favorite singers Bayside. and guitar players. Dull Headlights is another one of my favorite. Sounds really good. Palm, Bay, Palm Canyon Drive. Seafoam has uh, Ryan Key from Yellow Card. Yellow Card, really one of my all-time song. favorites. Really happy-sounding song, but they counter they counteract that with uh, really sad lyrics, which is cool. And he even told me that at the VIP thing, that they did that on purpose. Words Can't Hurt. Yes, they can. Six and stones may break my bones. Bombara Beach. Bombara Beach. That's a really, really, really cool song because it's got like whispering and shit at the end. It's just kind of super heavy. I keep uh, lyrically and shit. I keep coming back to this album, and I haven't done that with Hawthorne Heights since This Is Who We Are, which came out in like what? uh, If Only You Were Lonely. Seven. If Only You Were Lonely, 2006. Yes, you're correct. Yeah. This Is Who We Are is the first song. Yes. No, if only you were lonely. And they still open with that with that song to this day, fifteen years later. I mean, it's it, that's a great silence song. in black and white. Great album though. Front another yeah, one that's just front to back, so good. Like, and I put this. This is definitely it. I think it's my third favorite Hawthorne Heights album. What's your What's your top three? If only you were lonely. Silence in black and white. This one. Ranger the Rangers follows me. It's a It's I an awesome it. album though. It's It's so good. Um. They get really creative lyrically. Um, the guitars are big, and 
everything about it is just great. The production quality is really nice. They recorded it in Orange County, California. They recorded it before the pandemic too. And they yeah, they just Which sat is, on it for yeah, like over a year, right? Yeah, for like a year and a half. I guess they that means they had to re- have recorded it in 2019 right after Bad Frequencies. Which is another or, or great album. Very dude. early 2020. Like, yeah. Because it, maybe they, I don't know. Because as long as they sat on it, I will, I, as one negative I'll say is I don't think the mixing, especially on some of the screaming vocals. I think is, you might be thinking about uh, the songs I showed you from XV. If only you were lonely, XV. No, 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 no. No, it's specifically Constant Dread. Because okay, they, yeah. I don't know. I, I think the mix is pretty good. I don't, they're very hard to hear, in my opinion. Um, uh, XV, I don't know, because I got like the early version of uh, If Only You Were Lonely XV, which is the 15th anniversary of that album, which they are hopefully releasing soon. They re-recorded it in a more modern sound. The mixes are like, okay, they need work. They need a lot of work, but no, I, it's still I really good. I, that I listened to those with good. you, and yeah. I would agree that... But it still sounds yeah. super good. It just needs a lot of work done on the mix. I mean, that's... That they record- album is in that album's probably in my top twenty of all time. Like you yeah. can't that album's it's so good, fantastic. Man. But they, they fucking nailed it though. Um and they all they produced that themselves, like at at the guitarist Mark's at his like uh home studio. They I mean oh the the re Yeah, XV. Okay, okay. I like to talk about the original. No. I was like, no, no they no recorded way. that in California. Um but yeah, I'd give it like a good eight out of ten. Eight and a half, maybe. I might be a little biased. I'd, I'd put it like a seven and a half, eight, for sure. Like, it's a very solid so album. Good, I recommend man. everyone check it out, especially if especially if you're in the old school Hawthorne Heights. This is going to definitely scratch that it itch. It takes you back. Mason, i got to put you on to some, some of the other shit. We, me and you just have to sit down one day, and I'll just have to we'll, show you. We'll, we'll do a Hawthorne Heights deep dive one day. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do a Hawthorne Heights deep dive. Yeah. We'll go through all their albums. Please listen to Skeletons with an open mind and an open heart. No. <laughs> Do you have any other thoughts on uh, The Rangers uh, Follows Me? Great cover art, I think. I think it's pretty cool. This uh, this album was very focused on um, the coast. Specifically the West Coast, yeah. which I thought was interesting um, considering like their first album was all about Ohio. Everything is about Ohio. And then they've moved on to... Um, JT said that's because um, that's like his favorite place to be is the coast. He likes watching pelicans on piers. His words. I love. I fucking love that man. I don't know if we can ever release this because I'm. I'm JT. Please come on our podcast. All of you, please. All uh, yeah, the whole band. Everybody. We'll get better over time. I promise. We will. But next time, maybe we'll you're enjoying this. before we start drinking. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna Go cut turn. you off and just start going into my album. That's fine. I was done. So I am going to review the album Pink Elephant by a band called Stand Atlantic that probably nobody but me has heard of. I still haven't checked them out yet, but I need to. Uh, it was my most listened to album of 2020, which was a very shit year, and this album really so helped me get through it. Uh, so that should be saying a lot if anybody remembers what 2020 was like. Yeah. We had the Killer Bees. We had an election or some shit. Um, a lot stuff. of shit, but we made it. Well, yeah, we made it out the other side, and here I am reviewing this album. It fucking sucked. No, it was fucking awesome, yeah. dude. Uh, Pink Elephant is, like, there's a reason it's my most listened to of 2020. Like, it's a banger from start to finish. If you're a pure pop punk kid like I am, you're going to fucking like it. Like, 
maybe it's a little overproduced, I guess would be the only argument against it. But like, I don't know. I It's got um, a female vocalist. They're an Australian band. Just cool. Um, they have great chugs, great breakdowns. Uh, I mean, like that, which is the opening track, is a fucking banger. Jurassic Park was my most listened to song of 2020. Um, Evil Igo, which I don't even think is a real word, but the way they just incorporate it into the chorus to make it, like, it just works. Uh, Wavelength has this great vocal breakdown. Drink to Drown, if you just want a song to make you feel sad, like if you just want to feel sad, that's great. Hate Me Sometimes is a song I think everybody can relate to. Oh, yeah? It's just like... I like the way you hate me sometimes, hate me sometimes. But Beautiful. Do What You Want is great. Shh is one of the names of the songs. Blurry Shh. is fantastic. Like, I can't recommend this album enough. It's a solid 9 out of 10 for me. It's from like from start to finish. It's the sophomore release of San Atlantic. They've had a couple of EPs. Um, and their first album is really good too. Check I, everything they do is really good. They do a great Juice World cover. I'm gonna throw in there while I'm talking about them. That came out around the same time. Pink Elephant by Stan Atlantic is amazing. Like it's, I. It's not to everybody's taste, and that's totally fine. In fact, I'm downloading it right now because I just realized it wasn't downloaded. Nice. It's just it's just one of those albums that hit me at the right time, got me. Like I, because it was 2020 and I was everyone was super depressed, but I was very having a bad. I was having a very bad year, hmm. and this album just was awesome. It was just something to look forward to. Yeah, like, I remember all the singles dropping and going. This is gonna be a this is gonna be a great album, and yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Thank you, Stan Atlantic, for releasing this album, and also y'all are a bunch of bitches for not retweeting me on Twitter. Or responding to what me. What the hell? Damn. I tweeted y'all. I was Support in your, your fans, top 0.01% of listeners for 2020. And you didn't say shit to Yeah, them. and y'all never... Uh, I let y'all know, and y'all didn't do anything about it. Damn. So, uh, correct that. Damn. Yeah, I guess uh, Carolina Bleeds now has beef with Stan Atlantic. But we will tour with you. Oh, absolutely, dude. So, um, okay, is that it? What, what, what would you give it out of 10? Uh, yeah, I said it earlier. I'd give it like a 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10? Okay. Um, do we want to get into our top three albums? Yeah, I guess it's about that time. Andy, are you going to join us yeah, on, in this discussion, or are you just going to... I think Andy's tapped out for the episode. All right, let's get into our top three albums. All right. Would you like to start, or would you like me to start? Um, we'll go back. Let's go back and forth like we did last time. Yeah. No, but do you want to be the first one? Right, I'll just start. Uh, so top three albums of all time, which was a start pretty hard list. Uh, coming in at number three for me is going to have to be Discovering the Waterfront by Silverstein. Yeah. Because at my heart, I'm a fucking scenie weenie screamo emo kid from 2007 or 2005. Uh, 2005 when that album released. Um, not a bad song on the album. Everything's good. That song made me realize, like, you can you can do this with music. You can scream your heart out and riff and write beautiful songs. And just like that whole album is all about just it feels like the whole album. They just put their whole heart into it. Yeah. Like. 
their their first album is solid, but I this is where Silverstein I think figured out what they wanted yeah. to do and what they were. It is not discovering the waterfront. That's a whole another level from their first album. You know. Yeah, dis- discover. I, they've released some amazing music since. Oh yeah, discovering the waterfront. But is a classic though. I don't think anybody in that genre has ever topped discovering the waterfront. Yeah, no. Like there's. I'm excited because they're on their, was it their 15 year anniversary for this album? That's what we're gonna go see them in a two months, three months. We're gonna go see them. Yeah, something like that. Like from sort like, sword versus your dagger, smile in your sleep, eyes of march. That the title track, discovering the waterfront, fist yeah. wrapped in blood, call it karma, my heroine, just yes. a list of bangers. That just. Yeah, and they all hold up to this day. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, they changed the genre. It made, I think I'm not the only one who can say that this album is, it was like an awakening almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fucking fantastic. You yeah. have any thoughts Wonderful on it? Wonderful album. No, you pretty much covered it all. Just a great album. Classic. Bunch of, bunch of classic, classic songs. Genre. Bunch of classic songs. I'm so excited to see him play this whole album live. Me too, man. Like, I'm going to be front row. Their set's going to be pretty long, isn't it? Uh, it's uh, So they're doing three sets on this tour. So they're doing the whole album. Career spinning set. Then, then, then they're doing uh, an acoustic set. And then they're doing a greatest hit set. Yeah. Um, all right. So my third. But, oh, yeah. So 10 out of 10 would recommend. Oh, yeah. My third favorite album of all time is Back in Black by ACDC. Pussy. I know you guys shit on me so much for my music taste, but I love it. Um, no, I was raised up on like 80s, 90s rock, classic rock, I guess. It's just what I've listened to this album since I was a kid. ACDC was my first like musical obsession, you know, when I was a kid. And it's just a great album front to back. There's, there's a reason it's the number one selling rock album of all time and number two album period of all time. Only behind Michael Jackson. You know, thriller. Thriller, yeah. Is it, I, yeah. I, is it really the number one rock album of all time? Yeah. That is... In sales. That is insane. In sales. And it's like, yeah, it's just insane. List some of the songs on there. I mean, obviously, Back in Black is on Back there. Back in Black, uh, Have a Drink on Me, Giving the Dog a Bone, Hell's Bells. Um, I always blank whenever people do this shit to me. Um, Shoot the Thrill. Good song. I can't remember the other ones right now, but... It's just great front to back. Just a classic. It's just... Every song is good. You get... I'm pretty sure you shook me all night long on there. It just everyone knows every song pretty much, you know. It's just it's awesome. Look, um, as, as just a lot of nostalgia. As much as I shit on your music taste, it is a very solid album. It is. It's it's like it is the embodiment of what rock and roll is, you know. Like especially ACDC in especially general that is, decade. Yeah, ACDC in general is. And I mean, for them to release this after losing their lead singer. Was this the first having, album after their yeah, lead singer? Yeah. Yeah. Like the year after. That's insane. Brand new lead singer blew it out the fucking water and never looked back. I mean, they've had a couple like not great albums, but even on those albums, there's like always Black Ice. Black Ice, shut the fuck up. Black Ice is incredible, dude. But it was a Walmart <laughs> exclusive. It's amazing. We'll have to listen to it, anyways. Um, yeah, it's just they blew it out the water. Like I said, they had a couple iffy albums, but even on those albums, like there's always there's always a handful of songs that are just fucking bangers. So that's my number three is Back in Black Bay CDC. Solid choice. Thank you. Solid choice. What would you rate it? 
Ten out of ten. Easily. <laughs> all right. Uh, my number two album of all time. It's going to be The Greatest Generation by The Wonder Years. <laughs> Bitch. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, this is the... This is the golden fucking star of pop punk music. This is what... Facts. This is what every band in that genre should strive to be. It's like... I don't know. It's a beautiful mix of pop punk and emo. Yeah. It's got... It's a concept album. But what makes it so special about being a concept album is they take all the beautiful lines that Dan Campbell wrote, who, by the way, is probably one of the greatest songwriters of all time. And in the very last song, I just want to sell out my funeral, they take all these lines that have been threaded throughout the album and they make one huge medley of the whole album at the end of the album. And I don't know. It to this day, like if I listen to it on a bad day, it'll bring me to fucking tears. Like I like Yeah. That's a good thing, though, man. It's, it's good to have music like that. Just. It is the best written album probably of all time. The drums, like, their drummer is fucking amazing. Their guitars are so riffy and catchy. Yeah. The choruses are so huge. Um, I'm not super familiar with it. I'll check it out. If if you like pop punk music, which I this do. is it. Yeah. Like they, a lot of people disagree and say that um their album I was uh Suburbia I've given you all and I'm nothing is what most people regard as their best album. Mm-hmm. But this so that's like the middle part of like a trilogy of albums. And the greatest generation I think caps it off beautifully. You listen to everything the Wonder Years have done, they've never put out anything bad, I don't think. Even their like very, very first album when they were singing about like the Kool Aid man fighting Captain Crunch. Yes. It like it's still great. It's like it's a lot of fun. They had like this cool synthesizer in their first album, but you get to the greatest generation, and it's you can tell that they've learned from everything they've done before. So it's kind of like uh, how Blink's path is, you know, start off with pee pee poo poo, and then it's like you know, progress as time goes on. California is Blink's best album. Shut the fuck up. Um, we can argue about this till the end of days, and I'm sure we will. We can one day. One day we'll have it out, but in our Blink deep dive. The Greatest Generation by the Wonder Years is just it's just beautiful. And I had a hard time not putting it at my number one. Yeah. I know you're a big Wonder Years guy. The the Wonder Years are probably my favorite band of all time. Yeah. Um just their whole aesthetic, their whole everything they sing about, everything they stand for, I just love them to death. I literally like anybody who has not checked this album out, anybody needs to. It that's does not get enough credit. That's how I am with Blink and Hawthorne. Like you said, just like their whole aesthetic and everything. It's just, yeah. So, But I, I it. give it like a I fucking 12 out of 10. Like every yeah. time someone goes like, what kind of music do you listen to? This is the album I put on. Yeah. From start to finish. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, even the opening Wonderful. track, They're There. It's like, it's got this slow start, but this beautiful build up into this huge booming chorus. That's awesome, man. But... Yeah, God I can talk about soul, this album Andy. all night. Uh, go ahead and... I probably should put it at number one. All right. Like, my number two is If Only You Were Lonely by Hawthorne Heights. Uh, great front to back is another... Um, by far my favorite Hawthorne classic, Heights album. Classic emo album. Great songs on there. This Is Who We Are. I mentioned this earlier, but it's still their opener today, 15 years later. Like, it's just... That's For such sure. a good... That's such a good way to open up a show and shit and, and open up an album in general. 
But um, saying sorry, that's a fucking great song. Saying goodbye this time. Um, Same old story. I think that was one of the singles that came out. I don't know. I wasn't around. Saying sorry was the the big single from that album. That's the one they played on like the Tonight Show and shit. But we are so last year. That's a good one. Language lessons, great. Pins and needles. Pins and needles. My favorite song of theirs of all time. Pins and needles is my favorite song by them as well. It's just so good. I love playing it. It's so fun to play on guitar. It just is. This album almost made it into my top three. I fucking adore this album. Saying sorry, dead in the waters, heavy for them. Uh, I'm on your side's really good. Breathing, breathing sequence. I love that song. The intro to that song is fucking beautiful. Cross me off your light sleeper. Fun fact about light sleeper: they wrote it for Bad News Bears, the Billy Bob Thornton movie. I heard about that. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, they wrote it for them, but it got it was too heavy. Yeah, it had screaming and shit. They didn't like that. So you are such a light sleeper. But that is such a and they close your eyes and you're already there. You are. Sorry, that was very wrong, but (laughs) it's okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Well, I'm not pretty sure, but they recorded that like in between the first out or uh, Silence in Black and White and If Only You Were Lonely, and they just like redid a few parts and threw it on this album. But that's a that, great fucking song, dude. What? Light Sleeper was one of my favorite songs by them for a long time. Uh, Cross Me Off Your List is really good. Where Can I Stab Myself in the Ears? That's a fucking banger. That's a banger. For that sure. was heavy for, for them because sure. they that song is in like detuning. December's December's is so good. I love that song. It was the first like ballady song they ever wrote. Uh, it was a total change in pace for them at the time because everything they had made before that was just like hard, fast, screamy, you know, right? Very riffy and shit. And this was just like a total like change of pace. And I think it shows their and especially JT Woodruff with his songwriting. It just shows their like dynamic, you know, range I guess and songwriting and what they can do. Like I said, especially for that time. Uh, and, fun, you know, another fun fact, they actually wrote Decembers um, while they were waiting on their producer because their producer used to get there like fucking five hours late. And he told them one time, next time you're waiting on me, just write another song. And they did. That's fucking great. I love that. And um, they said Casey, God rest his soul. They said uh, Casey always wanted some, like, program drums. That's where they got the idea for that and that song. And. Micah came up with the little piano and shit. And JT Woodruff killed it with the songwriting, you know. It's just and that yeah. man, that whole era for them was People forget how fucking massive they were back then, dude. They went on the Jay Leno show. Actually I think that was Fragile Future, but either way. They went on the fucking Conan O'Brien show. All that I, kind of I thought it was Letterman that they were on. Well, they were on Letterman too. Yeah, because I remember but they were on Conan O'Brien. I remember staying up late when I was like they seven or eight too. to see them on Letterman. But even when they released Fra- Fragile Future, they went on the Jay Leno show and performed one song. That was right before they yeah. fell off. Yeah, because victory. The Fragile Futures, R.I.P. Casey. I love it, man. Just wasn't. I love just it. Wasn't really, the same. I think there's some really, really good songs on there. But yeah, and you know, Silence on Black and White charted really high and if only you were lonely came in at number two i think or something like that on the top 100 i it came in really high it was like top three i remember it underperformed quote unquote compared to silence and black and so, white yeah i mean how are you ever gonna yeah. i don't know that album came out of nowhere and just blew the fuck up man. yeah yeah like i'm pretty sure that one charted number one 
Uh, I think you're correct. And I think If Only You Were Lonely was like top three for sure. But, but I think If Only You Were Lonely is they took everything from the silence in black and white better, and perfected it. Yes, there's sound. You ready for uh, honorable mentions? Yeah, let's do honorable mentions before we get into our number one. Okay. Honorable mentions. I have to mention... Let's see, I have to mention uh, Suburbia, I've Given You All and Now I'm Nothing by The Wonder Years that I mentioned earlier. That album is fantastic. It's just I don't find it as great as The Greatest Generation, but it is an amazing album. Uh, The Finer Things by State Champs. I wish that they had continued with that instead of making this weird bullshit music afterwards. Let me think. I had a whole bunch earlier and I forget them. Oh, uh, Distant by Like Pacific. I've got the flag in my room for that album. Um, Fucking amazing album. What? I said it is right above me. Yeah, it's it's a cool flag. It is. And Newfound Glory behind me. I was about to say Newfound Glory. Shout out Newfound Glory. Shout out Newfound Glory for sure. They're a great band, man. Um, Sticks and Stones is a great fucking album. That, that's in my honorable mentions. All Hope is Gone by Slipknot because that's the album that got me into music is on there. Oh, I had some more. Fuck me. Don't tempt me with a good time. <laughs> Sticks and Stones by Day to Remember is a guilty pleasure of mine. Um, Do you? By the way, real quick, and I'm Common sorry. Common Courtesy. I, 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 Common Courtesy is not even a guilty pleasure. I fucking love Common Courtesy. That's a great album. Uh Real quick, I don't mean to interrupt you, but their newest album that just came out, do you like it? I haven't listened to it yet, but people shit on it majorly. The new Data Remember album? Yeah. I like it. I think it's fine. I, I have the CD. I bought the CD. I haven't listened to it yet, but people were doo-dooing on it. But anyways, continue. My bad. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, my God. I had a, so many. Oh, uh, Cool to Be You by Descendants. Nice. Helped me discover my love of pop-punk music, Descendants which is who I am. At My heart is a pop-punk band. Uh, this is Who We Are by Hawthorne Heights is going to be on there. If only you were lonely. Whatever it is. Fuck. <laughs> I keep going to that. If only you were lonely. <laughs> I used to call Silence in Black and White the Ohio album. Yeah. <laughs> you can't hold any of this against, against me. I won't, man. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much what it is, the Ohio album. Let me see. They're just, they're the Ohio band. I mean, if we're being honest. They are the Ohio band. Uh, we Came in the Shadows by uh, Teenage Bottle Rocket. Nice. Plus 44 by Plus 44. I think that's the name of the album. Is, it's when Your Heart album. Stops Beating. Is that what the name of the album is? Mm-hmm. Okay. When that's also in my honorable mention. Dude Ranch by Blink-182. Nice. I could go on and on. Yeah, I, I have a bunch too, but I had to kind correctly. of narrow mine down. Oh, Suffer and the Witness by Rise Against. Very close to making my top three. All right. Your honorable mentions. All right. Uh, my first one is to help this delicate equation by the story changes. Uh, really underrated Dayton, Ohio band. Two of the members are in Hawthorne Heights current. Very good up. band. But they're really good. Really super, super underrated. Um, yeah, this is just a really, really good album. It's a good mix of uh, like hard shit and more melodic slow stuff. Um, Bend and Break and uh, Pass You By are really good tracks. Check those out. Really cool bass lines and shit. Just really creative. Um, Untitled by Blink. Uh, I love Mature Blink. I've said this so much. Um, I think they write great fucking music. That's why California is the rest album. (laughs) Anyways, ignore that. Um, Yeah, I just think, you know, they really turned a page here with that album and just started writing fucking killer music. I mean, which they did before that, but... 
Um, you know, I think I think they really just took a step up of that album. Bad Frequencies by Hawthorne Heights, uh, super underrated. Uh, that's around the time that they kind of started to make a, a little bit of a comeback, which they've continued to do. For sure, thank for God. Sure. Around 2018, it's just a banger front to back. Um, they played one of the songs, Crimson Sand, in Carborough, and you enjoyed it. You said, "Yes." I was the only one in that crowd singing that song, and I was proud of it. <laughs> Should pass you the mic. They should have, yeah. Dead Reflection by Silverstein. Banger. 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 Afterglow is such a good song. Banger. That should have been my honorable mention. Dude, yeah. Banger. It's so that good. That and, uh, oh, what's the name of that? Is it California or it's Massachusetts? Somewhere? Or, no, this is how the wind shifts me. Yes. This is how the wind shifts yes. me. You got me into that album. And it's that so album fucking is good. a fucking banger, too. Yes. Um. Yeah, that one's awesome. Dogs Eating Dogs by Blink. It, that's technically an EP, but... Again, it's just great front to back, mature blink. That was the last stuff that Tom DeLonge did with them before he left. Um, wonderful EP, though. When Your Heart Stops Beating by Plus 44. Um, just, you know. Back to front, great album. Back to I front, they, great album, I yeah. wish that that wish they would have continued, continued to make music. That. Yeah. that was fucking killer. They killed it live, too, a lot, which they went on a, a couple, like, Tonight Show kind of shit, right? They did a few. I don't uh, remember. They should have if they didn't. Um, Discovering the Waterfront by Silverstein We already talked about that one One of the greatest what, Would it be considered metalcore or emo? Both, I guess Emo core Yeah One of the best of all time Which is what Carolina Bleeds is You're gonna out. hate this The Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd That album is trash It's not That album is just noise It's just it noise not. You I, suck I am here for the 90% of people who are like, what the fuck is this album about? No, I won't no, pretend no. to get it. I won't. You don't understand. You just don't get it, bro. But it's great. I love it. What other songs just a cash okay. register opening and closing? Last time we attempted this podcast and failed, you people shit on me so hard for this, but Asylum by Disturbed. Bad album. It is a great fucking album, and Disturbed kicks ass. Disturbed suck. They uh, do not, dude. How? I don't want to trash talk bands on this podcast but dude it is how, it's not but fucking hell you you don't know it's great it's a good good album uh yeah it's just awesome i was gonna see them last year but ronies happened this one's also a uh an ep technically but hurt by hawthorne heights super heavy it was kind of a turning point it was after the last of the original members um besides jt and matt had left so micah and aaron were out of the band and um, Poppy and Mark were in. Mark had full reigns of, like, writing the riffs and shit. And it just fucking kills, dude, simply. Every track is awesome. It's it's, it's really heavy for Hawthorne Heights. It's uh, I also think it was the first first time they dropped down to E-flat and, like, started doing drop C-sharp and shit. Ooh. Anyways, it's great. Um Lyrically, it's awesome. It's super. Okay, Hawthorne Heights said The Rain Just Follows Me is um, the heaviest Hawthorne Heights record yet, and that is not true because it has hurt. Even from the lyrics down to, like, the instruments and shit, everything's just really dark and heavy. It's awesome. Even the album artwork is just very... It's uh, it's really beautiful. It's just like a sky skyline. Right. But it's, like, just black and, and gray, and it, it works really well. My Poison Arms by If I Die First. It was their very first EP. Just simply fucking awesome. They brought back a, a nostalgic sound and put like kind of a modern twist on it with modern mixing techniques and shit like that. 
they have fucking Travis Richter from from first to last. You know, I was like, yeah, I mean, he's so. a great singer. <laughs> that that uh, we checked him out earlier today. They're they're a cool band. They're they're fucking killing it, dude. They're going nowhere but up. And uh, my last honorable mention is Highway to Hell by ACDC. Could have could have made my top three um, over Back in Black, but I just love Back in Black so much. Highway to Hell is just another great front to back album. It's arguably their best, not in terms of sales, but you know, in terms of the songs and shit. Arguably their best, but you know, there's a discussion for that. But that's it for my honorable mentions. Um, do you want to say your number one? Real quick, I wanna I wanna make a quick cut in row here. Right. We missed some major, major fucking news. What? You were gonna love this. This is gonna be you shit a goddamn brick. As of today, September 29th, 2021, Mark Hoppus is cancer free. He's cancer free? Cancer free. Fuck yes. He still has to do scans every six months, but as of right now, he is cancer free. Man, hopefully they'll go on fucking tour soon. Dude, I know. I'll We're, be front row. Me, me and, and you will be there live now. podcasting. Yeah, at the fucking show. We'll throw the phone up to Mark Hoppus and ask for his opinion. We'll throw him our own mic. Yeah, yeah. we'll throw the <laughs> mic up there. Um, anyways, you're number one. Number one, Homesick by A Day to Remember, who I mentioned earlier in my honorable mentions. Uh, I've got the album art tattooed on my shoulder. In your fucking skin. I have seen this band live more than any other band, and it is all because of this album. This album fucking rips. 400 out of 10 fucking is a blast to listen to. It is so fun. It's awesome. It is... Some of the great, best lyrics in the genre. Some of the best riffs in the genre. Definitely best breakdowns. Like, they are the king of fucking breakdowns. Yeah. And the way... uh, What's the singer's name, dude? Uh, Jeremy McKinnon. Dude, his range of, like, screaming and shit is fucking I don't understand how he can sing and scream like he does from the same throat. It's amazing. And he can do those, like, really low guttural fucking screams, too. And he can can write the fuck out of a song. He he produces and mixes albums that I really love. Uh, Um... What is uh, he's, a, he's a really really underrated um, he did just neck, musician. In he general. did Neck Deep's second album. Um, fuck. Okay, give me two seconds. I've got a supercomputer right here in my hand. The album is called Life's Not Out to Get You. He did that album, but on top of that, he did Vera, which is they're not technically local, but they're from Augusta, Georgia, or nice. yeah, Augusta, Georgia. That's close enough. He did What We Left Behind. He produced that whole album, which is a great. Like if you want to talk about just pure like pure un unfiltered pop punk, what we left behind by Vera, great album. Nice. Like the man understands how music works. Yeah, dude. But not just that, but he has a great group of guys working with him. They at the end of the day, that album they understand like they they threw everything at the wall with that album and one hundred percent of it stuck. Yes, dude. I was just about to say that. Yeah, everything. It's such a good mix of like metalcore and pop punk too. It's all just like a the splash of emo. It all works. I finally listened to the album all the way through because I just haven't done that uh, the other day in the car, and it's just it's fucking killer, man. There's not a single track on there I'll ever skip. I'll never skip a single oh, song yeah. on there. I will. Like I have to, I guess, at this point, but I will adore. That album until yeah, the day dude. I die. Yeah, you just 
even to the album artwork. The album artwork is so fucking fuck, cool. It's sick as fuck. Like I, their latest album reminds me of that cover a lot. Oh, all their covers have sort of the same. Like it's same the same dude. Thing. Yeah, that's cool. But I, my life for hire is probably my favorite song of all time. If not, I just want to sell it. Your funeral by the Wonder Years. It's it, it's always a toss up between those two. Yeah. Like I don't know. There's not enough good things I can. It's hard to express in words how I feel about this album. Mm-hmm. It's just so good. Oh, yeah, I get it. It's just fantastic. Yeah, I agree. Fifteen out of ten album. It's wonderful. For sure. It's fucking killer, man. What you got for me? Neighborhoods, Blink One Eighty Two. Of course you do. The best album of all time, man. Mature. I I not I said even the this best Blink album, but in continue. our failed in our failed attempt at this, I said this and it kind of nailed it on the head. Neighborhoods is Angels and Airwaves and plus forty four. What each individual person learned from those two bands put into this album. You know what I mean? It's got a little bit of both, man. I see what you're saying. And Definitely. it just works, man. It works so good. There's some there's some songs that straight up sound like Angels and Airwaves. There's some songs that straight up sound like Plus Forty Four. Uh, it's a good mix of like alternative rock and pop punk. It's the lyrics are s- super creative and mature. Um, the riffs and shit are super cool. Up all night, up all night was actually written in two thousand three. Not the not the song, but the riff uh, when they were writing Untitled. It's in the like MTV documentary. You can see one scene of Tom DeLonge playing that riff, which is cool as fuck. I That's think insane because they went back and used it fucking eight years later, which I think is so sick. Dude, it's just Ghost on the Dance Floor is a great opening track because you really heard nothing like that from Blink before that album. You know, with the program drums and, you know, it's real riffy and just, it's not even really pop punk. It's like alternative rock, like I said, you know. Um, After Midnight was one of the singles. That's such a good... That's a great song. I will give you that. After Midnight's not even, it's not, it's more of an emo song than anything else. It's so good. The... The lyrics are very like uh, emotional and kind of. Tom's very whiny. Blink on that. I love it. Blink always had a little bit of that emo. Oh yeah, definitely. Touch to him. Definitely, especially in like uh, "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket" and like you look at songs like I, um, "I Miss You." Yeah, like that's an emo song all Dude, the way, yeah, all the fucking way. Like, and like uh, they've always dabbled in it, but yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, what's this, that song about divorce? Fuck. Um, oh, um, stay together for the kids. Yeah, stay together for the kids. That's beautiful. Really. Song. That song, like when my parents got divorced, yeah, like that song was there for me. Yeah, man, I bet, dude. But yeah, After Midnight's a total emo song. It's so good. Even the music, the, mu- the music video, the first time I ever watched it when I was like really young got me emotional. It's kind of Yeah, cool. for but, sure. But yeah, the first, the first taste of Blink I ever had was this album. My sister showed me After Midnight, actually. And it was just, I got hooked from there. That's insane. I didn't know that about you. Yeah, yeah. That's the first taste it, of Blink I ever had. The man. first taste I ever had was my dad had a scratched up copy of Dude Ranch. Dude Ranch. Yeah, Dude man. Ranch is... Um, uh, until California came out, Dude Ranch was definitely my favorite album by them. Dude Ranch is fucking awesome, dude. Oh, fuck you. You, don't got, you guys don't know anything about Dude Ranch. What here comes old ass Andy coming in here <laughs> to gatekeep Blink 182 from us. I was 27 when it came out. I know, man. I'm joking. <laughs> fuck, I forgot what I was saying. Hold on. Let me look that up. Dude Ranch came out in 1997, if I'm not mistaken, which is the year I was born. All right. Um, Natives is uh, super fast. I, I guess it's kind of pop punky. Snake Charmer is like total angels and airwave shit. Hearts All Gone is kind of like the first taste of pop punk on this album, I think. 
It's got a wonderful interlude leading up to it. Wishing Well and Kaleidoscope are beautiful. I love those songs. I'm probably going to listen to that album when I'm taking Andy back to his Dude, house. It's so good, man. You'll, I think you'll appreciate it, man. Also, Andy's fired from the podcast. Just just listen to it with an open mind, man. It's, uh, this is Home and M- MH418-2011 are pretty pop punky, especially MH. Love is Dangerous. It's pretty heavy for Blink. Um, Fighting the Gravity's meh. I mean, it, it's a decent song. It's pretty experimental, but... It's about um, it's about a time when someone spiked Mark Hoppus's drink with acid. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking funny. And he didn't know it, and he was tripping balls, and he told his girlfriend to come pick him up. And they just like I, I think he said that they just like uh, they just like drove through the fucking desert. He just told her to drive. <laughs> he thought he was gonna die, but that's fucking funny. Uh, fucking great album. The deluxe is better because it's got some bonus tracks that are just. Great. Even if she falls, it's like the end of the album. It's it's an it's an alright song. It's definitely one of the more forgettable ones, but it's not a bad ending to it. Uh, but yeah, just a fucking killer album, man. Ten out of ten, in my opinion. I'm gonna check this album out in like 20 minutes when we're done with this. Yeah, dude. Just like I always say, man, listen to it with open mind. It's really good. California will always be my favorite Blink album, though. Ghost on the Dance Floor is also a really it was a really emotional song for the band because this was like right after they started writing this album, like right after Travis's plane crash. I, that happened in Columbia, South Carolina. I, know I remember did. when that happened. I, I was did. supposed to be at the show. It was him and DJ AM were in the plane yeah. and we were, they were doing Rest a free show in Columbia and I was supposed to go to it and um, I didn't make it cause my dad, for whatever reason he got, cause I was too young to drive and he couldn't take us. But uh, I remember that. Rest in peace, DJ AM. All right. Uh, DJ AM. But that song is, uh, you know, it's about, it's about, um, I don't know how to explain the song. It's kind of like about, I guess, seeing someone who has passed or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. So I know they said that, that that's a real emotional song for Travis. Travis. Yeah, great song, or a great album. 20 out of 10. So that's it for our top threes. Uh, is there anything else you would like to say, Coley? Um... I've had a lot of fun. Expect, I apologize for being so drunk. It'll never happen again. Expect better episodes from here on out. Yeah, it's but only this was get a lot of fun. Here. This was, yeah, it's only going to get better from here. I had a lot of fun doing this. It's always a blast. I got to edit this. Eventually, we'll have like a theme song and yeah, Facebook page expect, and all uh, sorts of fun stuff. Expect guests and uh, interviews and that sort of thing. Lots of guests. Uh, Probably lots of the same guests, but lots. Of guests. Uh, but expect uh, plenty of local. You'll learn about a lo- lot of local Greenville artists. Yes, you are. Um, a lot of Greenville bands. A lot of great music out here, man. A lot of uh, underrated, underrated bands for sure. Hopefully, you know, we'll put you on some wavelengths. Uh, keep it, um, uh, keep it bloody though. Do we have any song suggestions for our viewers? Check out, check out anything in my top three albums. Check, check out Pink, Pink Elephant by San Atlantic. I have a specific one. Actually, I have two. You know what? Fuck it. Check out, check out, pass you by by the story changes, and check out Common Crook by Hawthorne Heights. Two I great will songs. I absolutely will. You, but I was mainly talking to the uh, the audience. Audience, but you as well. Check Next week we will do a deep dive on a band that we haven't decided on yet. We'll be determined. But we'll figure something out tonight, probably. Yes, we will. And then uh, also, what? What's our email? 
Our email is carolinableeds at gmail.com. Hit us up. Send us suggestions. Uh, the more people that suggest the same thing, we'll start doing topics on that. Once we uh, have more of a social media, we'll start putting up polls and whatnot. Yeah, once you, uh, if you have any comments, suggestions, you know, like us on yeah. all the platforms. I think we're on most of them. We have an Instagram, at Carolina Bleeds. Do we have a Twitter yet? Uh, at Carolina Bleeds, I believe. Uh, I'll probably end up running the Twitter because I have a lot of fun on Twitter. Mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, follow us. Like Let us, us know. Uh, rate us on Apple yeah. Podcast or whatever podcast you use. Rate we'll be us. on everything. Apparently it helps, I heard. It does, so please give us a five star. We're just two uh, stupid idiot guys doing this right now. The three, technically. So, three, because uh, Andy is here. He's flipping us off currently. Thank Andy you, Andy. Porterfield, is there anything you'd like us to suggest for you, Mr. Boston himself? Let us know what your top three albums are in our comment section. Friend Andy Porterfield on Facebook and yeah. tell him it's because of this podcast and he'll have to accept your front request. Yeah. Uh, um, you have a good night, I guess. Let us know uh, what your favorite albums are. Let us know your honorable mentions, shit and, like that. Interact with us. Talk to us. We're lonely. I need companionship. Please love me. And again, I apologize for being... Just this drunk. Yeah. It won't happen again, friends. It's okay. Right. I forgive you. I thought it was entertaining. All right. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.